0: The Oscar goes to. And the winner is. And the Oscar goes. To... The winner is. The
1: Oscar goes to.
0: MMOW's Oscar Race Update. And we're back. This is your weekly Oscar Race Checkpoint brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar. No room for dilly-dallying today because we got kind of a big episode with some big news. The Film Independent Spirit Awards. Nominations have just been announced. We are literally hitting record moments after seeing all those rolled out. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host, also Mike.
1: Also Mike here. Zazie Beats is going to host the award show on February 8th. She and Natasha Leone uh, announced those nominations today. A couple uh, quick... Uh, look- just want to give you a quick look at the rules here. Films must be at least 70 minutes long, made for less than $22.5 million. The John Cassavetti's Award will go to a movie made for less than 500 k uh, Except for Best International Film and Best Documentary, only American films are awarded at this particular show so Parasite is not going to rack up the awards today Mm -hmm. Uh, and if you win the Altman Award for Best Ensemble the Robert Altman Award there you're ineligible for the other acting awards that's also going to factor in today and director right yeah I think you're right about that the award show The Independent Spirits it happens the night before the Oscars on February 8th uh, they have, I think, 14 major awards and uh, Best First Screenplay and Best First Feature are included in those. The rest do kind of coincide with what we have at the Oscars in terms of those biggies. It's
0: a great table setter and has been for the last few years, especially uh, the Independent Spirits. They're not known to have a lot of Oscar crossover in terms of winners in the in the long past, but recently, like I said, there's been some major awards in common. They only had two winners in common with last year's show, Roma, for Best International Feature
1: and Gina King for best supporting actress. Going back a little further, the last five years uh, in total here for the statistical breakdown, they had four winners in common in 1718. You had the three acting awards that were basically sweeps yeah. Sam Rockwell and Frances McDormand, then Allison Janney yeah, that won everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2016-17, Moonlight was on a roll and Moonlight won here and then won the night later. In 1516, Spotlight. One here, and then a night later as well, so did Son of Saul. In 1415, uh, it had seven winners in common, including Birdman, Julianne Moore for Still Alice, and Ida uh, winning Best International Film. So they've gotten some big awards Correct.
0: And they should have had three last year with Glenn Close winning Best Actress she here and not win doing it here. so. At her the dog end. Came oh, out. I remember. That was a great review. Like, we love reviewing the Independent Spirit Awards. Yeah, we do. they're awesome. Like I said, fun table yeah. setter, and they do have some crossovers. They certainly do matter. And uh, your Oscar morning. Listen to our review yeah. of the Indie Spirits. <laughs> get because, you in the mood. Yeah, I'll get you ready. Uh, we do have uh, some highlights as far as the nominations this year Uncut Gem and The Lighthouse. They lead the field. They had landed five nominations apiece. That's a big. bit misleading because Marriage Story also landed multiple noms, didn't get up to five, but it's, like Mike said, not eligible for the individual acting or directing categories because they are the recipient of the Altman Award. The Altman Award, which has previously predicted best winners in both Moonlight and Spotlight. Uh, Marriage Story, though, doesn't feature the word light, not going to win, clearly. That's
1: why, and that's that's correct. But the big point I want to make here about Marriage Story is that we may have winning streaks, that are alive, with Adam Driver winning for Best Actor and Laura Dern winning for Supporting Actress. And they're not going to win here. So does that matter because it's the night before? No, I don't think it matters for for the Oscars. I just think it's interesting because... You know, we may see who's in second place, if it's another indie film.
0: It may not matter for momentum, like winning here means, oh, I should vote for you for the Oscars. It may matter as far as like a precursor, like, oh, they couldn't win here. So maybe that means somebody gets upset tomorrow night at the Oscars. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's all just a lot of fun. It's headline making and it's statistical. It's setting the table, like I keep saying over and over. And it's, this is what we do, right? It's award season. We're officially underway here. We got our first set of serious and major nominees at one of the major award shows. So let's get into it and start breaking it down. Michael, let's talk about the Altman Award.
1: Yeah, the Robert Altman Award given to the Best Ensemble, going to Marriage Story, and like I said, that's a big deal. The Someone to Watch Award. This is the 26th year of this, recognizing a talented filmmaker of singular vision and includes an unrestricted grant, which is always the best kind of grant. Correct? We could use one of those. Rashad Ernesto Green for Premature, Ash Mayfair for The Third Wife, and Joe Talbot for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. They're the finalists. Last
0: Black Man in San Francisco. got a couple of a smattering of noms here. Nice to see that. It's a terrific movie. Go yeah. go watch it right now on VOD. The Truth and Fiction Award. It's in its 25th year for emerging directors of non-fiction features and includes an unrestricted grant as well. The finalists for that, this list looks like this, Kalik Allah for Black Mother, Davy Rothbert for 17 Blocks, Nadia Shihab for Jadoland, and Eric Stoll and Chase Whiteside for America. None of those
1: I'm overly we familiar with, but we'll certainly f- seek them out. four movies yep. to add to our watch list. <laughs> uh, in its third year, the Bonnie Award will recognize a mid-career female director with a fifty thousand dollar unrestricted grant sponsored by american airlines the bonnie award finalists this year are mariel heller kelly Rikert, and lulu wong Mike this is an awesome award yeah all names
0: that we're familiar with too right mm-hmm. I mean we these are names that we've talked about previously on this show Mariel Heller certainly we're going to be reviewing Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood very very soon Lulu Wong we already did give the Oscar Sprint profile breakdown to The Farewell both of those seem to I mean Farewell we can speak definitely but both seem to be shaping up to be uh, serious
1: awards contenders so that's great to see Chloe Zhao's won, won this in the past and now she's with Marvel yeah, right? absolutely you know working with Eternals <laughs> okay, it's the, a big deal
0: John Cassavetes award is presented to the the best feature made for under half a million dollars. The nominees for that are Burning Cane, which is another one we have talked about a lot on the lead-ups here. Uh, Colwell, Give Me Liberty, Premature, and Wild Nights with Emily. Those are the uh, kind of special awards. Just a quick recap of all of those let you know what's going
1: on. And I'm proud of myself because I have most of those movies on my watch list so that I'm aware of them. I'm looking out for them. I've already seen Burning Cane, yeah. which was... A mixed review, let us I'll be honest with you, but the fact that it's made for less than a half a mil, Mike, wow, that kid's talented.
0: 19 years
1: old. Unbelievable. Unbelievable is right. Let's
0: get into the bigger awards and why we're all here. The uh, the Film Independent Spirit Awards, the big pre-Oscar celebrations, <laughs> as they're always well-known. Dogs
1: let's, come to the show.
0: <laughs> let's start with the best feature that the award is specifically giving out to the producer of these movies. The Nominees are A Hidden Life, clemency the farewell
1: marriage story and uncut gems terms of snubs i know we're not going to talk about a lot of snubs today but the lighthouse waves just mercy queen and slim i was expecting to see a couple of those here i'm
0: hopeful that queen and slim is over budget for this i don't know that to be true it's It's, it's up yeah it's right on the line so Uh, i'm hopeful that's the reason we have no reason to believe that to be true but that's what i'm going to tell myself right now waves the early reaction from Film Twitter, a lot of people are upset that Waves is kind of not really much anywhere in these, any of these awards categories. That's kind of a surprise. I would think The Lighthouse would have made the best feature, but not the case. And if The Lighthouse had to stay out so something like The Farewell could get in, I'm more okay
1: with that. I was also looking for Midsummer maybe here as yeah. well. It didn't happen. Loose. You know, we were hoping maybe that we had, uh, you know, some legs. A lot of cool indie movies this year, and this is not enough nominees for me. I want a best picture at the Oscar sized yeah, category like to for see this that going myself. forward. Wouldn't that be cooler? But we have. Two of the big contenders for the Oscars, The Farewell and Marriage Story, involved. Clemency, everybody was worried about Clemency having a day here. It had a day. Yeah,
0: it got nominated in a couple categories in, in lieu of other maybe more well-known performances and movies, which is kind of exciting to see. I'm a little surprised. I guess I'm not. Terrence Malick is so beloved. Right. A Hidden Life hasn't gotten roaring reviews for anything but its cinematography. So yeah. to have it finish as a Best Picture nominee <laughs> here is a bit surprising. He's on like the Mount Rushmore of right. indie filmmakers. I get that, right? I for, get it. For this show, so I would guess. So more legacy,
1: maybe? It might be a great movie. Could it, be. By all accounts, I mean, it looks beautiful, and I know it's a slow first hour, but the last two hours, they do pick up. Yeah,
0: if, if the, the description of the movie is the first two hours are a slog, but
1: that last hour... <laughs> that's right, that's yeah, the correct... that's a bit much. <laughs> Uncut Gems, I'm surprised, uh, because... We, I'm hopeful! Yeah. I love it! I'm get more too. gambling movies! <laughs> I'm happy, too. Best Director, Mike. The five nominees are Robert Edgers for The Lighthouse. Yep. Alma Harrell for Honey Boy. Love to see that. Julius Ona for Loose. Benny and Josh Safty for Uncut Gems. And this is cool. Lorene Scafaria for Hustlers. That's awesome. And, you know,
0: I know a lot of people are upset about the Altman Award because it means we don't get to see the statistics line up with the Noah bombbacks and how ScarJo going to do here and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. But... Noah Baumbach not being nominated in this category, which a lot of people expect him to be nominated on Oscar Sunday anyway, opens up that slot for one of these other ones. Okay. And who's who's maybe that wouldn't get recognized otherwise? Maybe it's Julius Ona, and we both loved Loose. We think that's worthy of some kind of accolades and awards. Maybe it's Alma Harrell for Honey Boy. Honey Boy showed up a couple times in these categories. So it's... I'm more
1: okay with that ruling from a headline-making standpoint. And we read some of the fine print for some of the rules. I wonder if the Bonnie Award finalists is not eligible here if they're not eligible here like lulu wong
0: interesting that, yeah because that's big news well not, the
1: farewell not as showy as these other winners or noms i would say
0: it has some surprise omissions up and down the card right we
1: talked about that yeah, before we very hit the card. very true uh robert edgars i'm really excited about that he's getting the, the nod here i you know scafaria to me as well she just directed the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, she movie. did. She really did. And that was a, a volatile movie, too. That could have failed very easily, mm-hmm. especially in this woke culture day and age that we're in. These are bold choices, yeah. is what I'm saying, because the directors made bold choices with the movies. I, I really get excited for a category like I that.
0: I want Uncut Gems to sweep everything. Mm-hmm.
1: Best first feature. This is the award, obviously, going to the director
0: and the producer for their first feature film. Booksmart makes itself known here. The Climb, Diane, Last Black Man in San Francisco, The Mustang, and See You Yesterday are the nominees. A
1: lot of smart. First feature noms for the rest of award season, best first directorial effort for Olivia Wilde. That that that's gonna fill up a lot of award shows, I think.
0: So Baumback isn't included in the best director category. And yet, Olivia Wilde still can't kind of make her way into there. I think a lot of people were kind of hopeful for that to see her get a nom in the Best Director category. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that means by these rankings she was at least seventh, which yes. is still something awesome.
1: Well, it could be one of those scenarios too, where we'll award her in first feature. Right, sure. So yeah, we won't award, we'll award other people, deserving people, in Best Director. Yeah, absolutely. That may be happening throughout this card as well.
0: I'm very excited. You don't need to hear me rail about Diane anymore. I'm super duper excited to see yeah. that pop up. It pops up a couple times in a couple other categories. Last black man at san francisco again uh, something that's pleasing a lot of people we've been hearing people railing about the cinematography for that railing about the performances it's nice to see it pop up in a couple categories here the mustang something you've seen
1: yes very uh, very good movie i was surprised by how good that movie was shown arts is, is, is delivers a great performance uh, as well and another movie made by a female director and we need more yes no kidding thank you no kidding Best first screenplay, we have Frederica Bailey, Stefan Bristol for See You Yesterday. That was a Netflix movie we have reviewed. Mm-hmm. Hannah Boz and Paul Therene for Driveways. That's a movie I'm becoming aware of that I have to put on my list now. Bridget Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy for Blow the Man Down which I believe is coming to Amazon. Yeah. Jocelyn de DeBoer <laughs> Great names here. And Don <laughs> Luibi From Greener Grass. Which is a batshit movie. You've
0: seen I I I know of it. I have not sat down to watch it because I'm not on the correct prescription medication to have the mindset for it. But it is a batshit movie.
1: Gotta see it now. (laughs) James Montague and Craig W. Sanger for The Vast of Night. So my first thought here was, why isn't Booksmart popping up in this category as well for first
0: best uh, screenplay, but Emily Halpert, Sarah Haskins, they've also written previous feature-like right. stuff in the past, so that's why that's not here. Uh, like I said, it's nice to see this. I mean, look, a serious award show isn't going to highlight and nominate a movie like Greener Grass often, mm-hmm. so this is
1: another reason why the Indie Spirit Awards are very much fun and very much necessary. So cool. Best Documentary went to uh, American Factory, Apollo 11, Sama, Honeyland... Yeah, of course, Honeyland. Review coming. Yeah, I think and I'm going to say something about that later. Island right? of the Hungry Ghosts for their nominees. Which is now,
0: I mean, if the turtle maze isn't going to get anywhere, I need to dedicate <laughs> my life to the Island of the Hungry Ghosts. Just, what a great title! sounds like something I'm in. Documentary feature. We could talk about it. We could pound our chests about it all we want. All that matters with this category. I'm sorry film spirit awards all that matters is what happens on oscar sunday can they get apollo 11 right can it just at least be announced as a nominee on oscar sunday because it's showing up in every documentary awards race for every award show that we're covering so far and it's winning which, again, has been a death sentence for the frontrunner in the last couple
1: years. So let's
0: get this movie to Oscar Sunday.
1: Listen to us, documentary <laughs> branch. Don't be the parody from the Noah Bomback movie starring Adam Driver, yes. Ben Stiller, <laughs> yeah, while we're young. Don't be that parody and have to choose these the other documentaries that just aren't even close to as good. Please. Oh, you didn't like Honeyland? <laughs> Coming up, the best international film nominees are *Invisible Life*, *Les Misérables*, *Parasite*, *Portrait of a Lady on Fire*, *Retablo*, and *The Souvenir*. This is important, Mike, because *Portrait of a Lady on Fire* is the other film from France. It's not the selection yeah. for the Oscar. It's getting in here, which is showing you how competitive Fran- French film was yep. this past year. Great point. Could that help it? And you know, kind of reboot its Oscars campaign in those other categories. Well, that's an interesting point. So
0: it's one other awards. So, it's, you know, is it going to be a contender? Neon's the one that's doing the distribution for it. They're the one putting the money in the FYC campaign. They also have Parasite. Do they want to maybe see how this does here? It's going to be very interesting if this does pull out an upset here and then Parasite goes on to win and have as much success as everyone expects it to on Oscars Sunday. That would certainly, I would think, make the, the Portrait of a Lady on Fire creators feel really good about themselves and be like well france screwed up i mean this is the country's fault not ours we did our part we made a better movie here's the award to prove it the only time we went head to head we won There's a lot of
1: jump to conclusions yeah oh okay. yeah. So i mean that, there's a long road to go before we're there office space yeah. uh guy matt thick blog <laughs> it's a jump to conclusions matt <laughs> yeah I I, I can't begin to contend with you on all those (laughs) jumps, but I do think Les Miserables is widely recognized as an awesome movie, and it happened to just have two great films from the same country in this year. The souvenir being in here, awesome category. This is an awesome category right now, so I'm excited by this, and Parasite's going to win, but (laughs) I'm excited by some of the names here, and we'll move on to the next category. Yeah,
0: Best Male Lead, the nominations, Chris Galoost for Gimme Liberty, Kelvin Harrison Jr. for Loose, Hmm. Robert Pattinson makes
1: the cut for The Lighthouse, Adam Sandler will be there for Uncut Gems, and Matthias Schonartz for The Mustang. I'm I'm excited by that, because that was a great performance by him. Uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr., we were all over... For Loose, he was great. have been saying
0: this a couple times now on on Twitter especially. The one movie that has stuck with me most and I keep thinking about from this year that we've seen so far is Loose. It keeps playing in my head. And Pattinson's still in my top five, man. Yeah, he could my, be
1: there Oscar Sunday, certainly. I, I haven't quite seen everything yet, but he's my number five right now. And I have him just barely over Eddie Murphy, which is probably... A mistake Based on You know Projections Sure It's definitely uh, In terms of performance Personal taste Personal taste Adam Sandler He's just
0: getting the nod here. Well, that's going to help well, him, right? Leo's not going to win that second Oscar, which he may not even be nominated at this point. He's gotten, I mean, the momentum for that has it's been dropped off. off. It has but been. if he if he needs to falter so Adam Sandler may rise and Happy Gilmore can win his first Best Actor
1: Oscar, I'm all for it. He should do the whole acceptance speech. He go, <laughs> I give a new voice. <laughs> I give a new voice. Or it's Opera Man. <laughs> Terrible. Bye, bye female lead nominees Karen Allen from Colwell Hong Chow from Driveways Elizabeth Moss from Her Smell Mary Kay Place from Diane yes. Alf- Alfrey Woodard from Clemency and Renee Zellweger yeah I think that's how you pronounce Zellweger it Zellweger right. from Judy It's gonna carry the one uh my first take when I saw this well my first take
0: was yay for Diane mm-hmm. my second take was if Renee Zellweger is going to be taken seriously as an Oscars contender she has to win this
1: well, again, Mike, it's the night before the Oscars. I don't
0: care. Oscars. I don't care. She has to win it. If she's going to be, if none of these others are considered Oscars caliber
1: performances, mm-hmm. if she's going to have a chance at winning, the voting body here has to give it to her. But the Academy's not going to pay any attention to whether or not it wins this. No, but it's again, I, I, it's not going to help her momentum, You're but telling I think me it will help the crossover. The final, yes. you know, inclination yes. of voting bodies around the cinematic yes. world. In your brain, yes. the night before the Oscars, if she does not win, she's not winning at the Oscars. Correct. Even though our gambling episode will be out like two weeks before. That, I'm not picking her, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Moss, another cool pick. Mary Kay Place, a cool pick. Yeah. Alfre Woodard, uh, she, we, she. I think she needed this nom. So that's good news. Clemency
0: was a surprise hit in a couple categories here. And I know a lot of people are in love with that Elizabeth Moss
1: performance. I would like to see her make some, get some momentum, make some headway. Actress is more open yeah. than in previous years. Certainly true. Is that a bold statement? No. But it's more open than in previous years, true. folks. I think it's true. Best supporting male nominees were Willem Dafoe from The Lighthouse. Love that. Makes sense. Noah Jupe. Jupe from Honey Boy there, uh, Shia LaBeouf from Honey Boy, Jonathan Majors, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and Wendell Pierce from Bernie King. So, Bernie King shows up in a couple of categories, and that mm-hmm. good for Wendell Pierce for taking the chance
0: on a 19-year-old filmmaker and agreeing to do that. He gets rewarded here. Two for Honey Boy. That's, that's big news. That's awesome. Uh, that's great, really right? Cool. then two well-known names. We, Noah Jupe is on, certainly to come up. Shia LaBeouf. We talk about the redemption story that he has and how much this part means to him. He's in I a can't lot of to
1: top tens, and he needed this. I think Willem Dafoe needed this. Uh, to, uh, that's a, such a showy, fun performance, too. So if. Defoe got it here and he keeps some momentum going. He might have an outside chance at supporting actor. I know that's so he's hard. He's an Academy favorite. That might be one of those surprises at yeah. the end of the day. Jonathan Majors, too. A lot of people are in
0: love with his performance there. I've not seen Last Black Man in San Francisco yet. I, I want to, and I'm probably going to now. It's have to good see how well And he's great, tonight, Showing up here. Yeah. Best supporting female nominees JLo makes her appearance for Hustlers. Taylor Russell for Waves. Again, Waves not seen a lot up and down this card. Uh, Zhao Zhugen for The Farewell. Lauren Lolo Spencer for Give Me Liberty. And Octavius spencer for loose
1: shows up so this is like a testament to all our oscar sprint profiles up till now at least three of them yeah because j-lo uh the farewell loose being honored here's zao shuzen is a contender and she's in top tens, right? So she was awesome. She could get the nod, and Octavia Spencer could have fallen off everybody's radars. Now she's back on. Nothing some... would
0: make me happier than if she gets the right. I mean, she was mm-hmm. outstanding
1: in and loose. Outstanding. A, another category that's more wide open than it used to be. I can't say more wide open, I should say it's slightly open. <laughs> the the Shu
0: Zen nominee, though, the nomination of her mm-hmm. highlights Aquafina, not seen in that best feature female category. She's not uh, I mean the Farewell did well here at the Indie Spirits but Aquafina a lot of people had Oscar hopes tied to her doesn't even make it as a
1: nominee in the Film Indie Spirit Awards. That's worth highlighting certainly. That is surprising. Let's just let's just say it very surprising. Best screenplay Mike Noah Bomback from Marriage Story, Jason Big and Sean Snyder from To Dust, Ronald Bronstein, Benny Safdie, Josh Safdie from Uncut Gems, Chinonye Chukwu from Clemency and Terrell Alvin McCraney from High Flying Bird. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, why? How did?
1: Oh, never mind. I thought you were apologizing me for High Flying Bird getting in the screenplay.
0: Oh no! (laughs) no. (laughs) I was like, "Like, yeah." yeah. People. there are a lot of people a lot of defenders of it i am not one of them i don't understand it it was not for me again I'm, I'm pulling i marriage story i need it to fall by the wayside i need it to stop its momentum because it's i i am
1: in love with other movies that are not marriage story it's your kramer versus kramer to your star wars right yeah now something.
0: right something like that i need that to stop its momentum so i'm rooting hard for uncut gems here
1: as well I'm not against the Safety brothers getting more awards. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that movie yet either, so we're, we're waiting to, to really sink our teeth into it. We'll have seen it, obviously, by the night before
0: the Oscars. <laughs> Two categories left. Here's the 2nd last one, the penultimate one, because I like that word. Best Editing, Julie Beslau for The Third Wife, Ronald Bronstein and Benny Safdie for Uncut Gems again, Tyler L. Cook for Sword of Trust, Louise Ford for The Lighthouse, and Kirill McConovsky for Give Me Liberty. Uncut Gems is all over this
1: card. Five nominees. That's yeah. really good news. And the Safty brothers, they're kind of rock stars in the indie film world. Very like. true. Very so true. That makes some sense. Uh, cinematography, Todd Banhazi from Hustlers. We oh, highlighted right. the cinematography of that movie. That's well, very well worth it. Yarn Blasky from The Lighthouse, again, a highlighted, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, highlight of that movie. Natasha Brayer from Honey Boy. Chinanun Chotlgrudge from The Third Wife, and Powell Pogorzelski from Midsummer. I am sorry again. We're we're recording this right after the nominees were dropped. Forgive us. Midsummer gets
0: one nomination. That's sad. It's very sad. That makes me upset. I wish it did more. It's a very well worth... uh, Where's the best bear suit of the year? (laughs) Best bear suit. The the vaunted (laughs) indie film category of best bear suit. Those are your indie... Spirit, film, nominees. Again, that show, award show, will be The night before Oscar Sunday. So Oscar Saturday, as you're getting this one, we will be there to recap. It we will be there covering it every step of the way, and we'll probably have more statistics and trends and all kinds of stuff to throw at you as far as the lead-up to that and what it could mean come Oscar Sunday. Uh, Stick with us for certain. Can't wait. All right, moving right along, let's talk about some other major award show nominations that aren't movie-related, but kind of movie-related,
1: and they're more in the music world, Michael. The 2020 Grammy Award nominations We have some relevant film noms here. Yes. Song of the Year. We got Lady Gaga, Always Remember Us This Way from A Star Is Born that took home only three uh, award nominations for the show here. But that's because Shallow wasn't eligible. Shallow already won two awards at last year's Grammys. It's kind of strange how they, uh, you know... Do this from year to I year. have no
0: idea what the Grammys voting consists of, and this is why we're not a Grammys podcast, folks. I don't understand the voting, we'll get into more of it when we talk about more categories here, but I guess the song was eligible last year, and the album is eligible this yeah. year, and people were upset that it only landed three nominations for the album, like you said, but the song couldn't be included, so why are
1: people upset? I think it's because the, it's important when the song gets released, like right. when the that's single gets released. Right. That has to be it, and it was, you know, kind of uh, straddling the deadline last year. Look
0: for how many news and information stuff
1: we go over. That movie feels like it came out 18 years ago. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Although Mike, Mike, and Grammy could just be you, me, and my grandmother. <laughs> That's what we call her. <laughs> well, we'd all be on the equal playing field as far as knowing what we're talking about with this subject. <laughs> Mate, how do you know? You good Grammy? Might be <laughs> oh, you're right. No, you're Grammys right. That's an assumption. That's an assumption on because my part. It's her you're names, absolutely right. she might not. She doesn't know shit about the Grammys. <laughs> anyway, best compilation soundtrack for visual media, Lion King, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Rocket Man, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, A Star is Born. So three from this year, two from last year. Yeah,
0: and this award, at least the last couple years, last decade, it so, sort of tended to go to the movie, the musical movie that was a popular popular the year before the <laughs> awards <laughs> are given out this year so like last year's it went to the greatest showman which came out two years ago the year before that went to la la land which came out like two years before that so the grammys as far as the movie categories are kind of working about a year and a half behind pace lately.
1: so a star is born would win this you would that yeah, that's how i mean but rocket Man's a legitimate contender right sure, i would sure. think so is once upon a time in hollywood i that's would a say great soundtrack but that's a bias by you and oh I, Everything I say about that movie is a <laughs> bias. Yes. Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media. We have Endgame, Chernobyl, Game of Thrones Season Eight, The Lion King, and Mary Poppins Returns. A lot of big names: Silvestri,
0: Zimmer, Gondertier has won a lot of stuff. Sh-
1: Shimon, I mean, that's a lot of big names from composer industry there. So that's nice. to have been going all head to head. I wonder if uh, Endgame gets it here. Does that help them? But uh, probably Chernobyl is my guess based on all the awards. It's. Yeah, been hasn't
0: gotten. Chernobyl been kind of sweeping up this category lately? Though yeah. it hasn't gone against movies.
1: So Mary Poppins. Returns. That was a really good score. Mm. I know you had your issues with that movie, but <laughs> sure did. <laughs> <laughs> song written for visual media, best song written, that is The Ballad of the Lonesome Cowboy, Chris Stapleton from Stor- Toy Story 4 or Story 4. Mm hmm. <laughs> Girl in the movies, (laughs) Dolly Parton and Linda Perry from Dumplin'. That's an easier one to say. Also came out 18 years ago. I'll Never Love Again, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, Mm -hmm. A Star is Born. Spirit by Beyonce from The Lion King and Suspirium from Suspiria by Tom York. Uh, Again. Movies that we covered
0: years ago. I feel like the only thing I can gain from this category is yes, Beyonce is going to be nominated at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, nothing about that. I mean, Shallow won this category last year. And if the history of the award makes even less sense because Selma is on this winning about two years after that movie came out, it won this category for that song. So I don't know what's going on. Again, I hope you didn't come here for hardcore and hard-hitting <laughs> Grammy analysis. I don't have it.
1: <laughs> what about the Lonesome Cowboy, Mike? <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, Randy Newman has been, you know, in the mix at many an Oscars, and this song, The Ballad of a Lonesome Cowboy, just being nominated here might signal that it's up for original song it's yeah. on people's minds. Uh, Spirit by Beyonce, same rationale there. We don't have... A low. I mean, original song
0: last year was like a big deal because the Star is Born, coming out of the gates, right. was supposed to be this massive, massive mm-hmm. awards winner, and we all saw what happened. But I, I feel like it had not been as hotly contested this year. And even the, you know the Beyonce song we both liked, we mm-hmm. kind of expect it to be there at the end of the day. It's not really, it hasn't blown us away as as saying I mean, maybe something from Lady Gaga last year, but.
1: I feel like it's kind of a, a down year for best original song. That's why I said if Cats sneaks into the eligibility, yeah. it might pull Could off a nomination. Much, yeah. There, there's just no banger at this moment that's been topping all the charts that I'd say is on everybody's yeah. mind. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's no shallow this year, but
0: shallow is also probably like a once in a twice in a lifetime true. Of movie well, song. we got a
1: lot of best original song half episodes out there. Sure do. But- kind of cover the once-in-a-while bangers, (laughs) I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. And I usually sing them on those episodes, too, which
1: doesn't help anybody. (laughs) Best Music Film, Mike, Beyonce's Homecoming, David Crosby, Remember My Name, Miles Davis, The Birth of Cool, Shangri-La, and Tom York's Anima. So, Quincy won this category last year, and that was on the fringes of the Best
0: Documentary Feature category at the Oscars. We talked about that all throughout award season. David Crosby is up for it this year, which has had a little buzz and also one of the most surreal interviews our buddy Scott Feinberg has ever done that I've ever yeah. heard. Uh, that's definitely worth checking out. Go check out Award Chatter that Scott does there. His interview with David Crosby needs to be heard to be believed. Uh, it's a little peculiar to me that music docs don't do overly well at the Oscars. We had three years this decade where it was like Searching for Sugarman, 20 Feet from Stardom, and Amy. Those all kind of won within a five-year period of each other. But if you look throughout Oscars history, it's not really littered with musical documentaries like I thought it might be. Those are fascinating stories from people that have lived lives,
1: you know? Maybe documentary subjects just have gotten cooler. Since the birth of cool, yeah, statements I, I
0: mean, that's certainly, and maybe they're they're more aged now, where people can look back and are more willing to tell the stories about what happened on the road and that type of stuff. Then
1: again, I'm going to review Honeyland later, <laughs> so. But that's what you say when you don't have a take, folks. <laughs> Mike, the favorite. Moving on from the Grammys, the favorite wins big in the European Film Tech Awards. Yeah. Fish eye lenses. Fish eye lenses for everybody, and that's the segment on the favorite at the European Film Tech Awards.
0: It gets a. Little, uh, how much more can we say about these films that we've talked about and I mean studied ad nauseum? I and mean, you guys are going to get sick of hearing mm-hmm. us talk about this year's films as we get into awards season. In the last six. Well, weeks. next so year you'll so. be sick of us talking right. about this. Exactly. Year's film. So, so, so that's where
1: we're at. So we just gloss over. Exactly. It and we move on. <laughs> Apple pulls the banker from the AFI Fest. It was supposed to be the closing night. It was supposed to debut here. This is a loaded story, Michael, for some film festivals. Yeah, this kind of rocked the world. It came out of nowhere on a, on a Wednesday night casually.
0: they just This kind of leaked out that Apple wasn't going to go forward, putting forth the banker. Uh, by the time we're recording this, there may be more out there. By the time you hear this, certainly. I just looked at another cursory glance. There's not really more than what I saw. So here's the story as it was written in The Hollywood Reporter. Anthony Mackey is playing a man in the film, The Banker, by the name of Bernard Garrett Sr. The real Garrett Sr.'s son, Bernard Garrett Jr., has had some kind of allegation levied against him that a... Different Hollywood trade, not THR, is planning on releasing an article on. And Apple caught wind that this article was happening. And so as to avoid any kind of tie-in controversy to get ahead of the story, they decided to pull this. The world debut of this movie was to be at the closing night. It was supposed to be the big closer to the AFI Film Fest. Uh, Not going
1: to be the case. They pulled it back. What do you got here, Mike? What do you think? Basically, I'm going to have a... Piping cold take on this. Fair. <laughs> I, I, it's tough because we don't really know what's going on yet. It depends. Yeah. What are the allegations? Right. You know, you could think of a, a million terrible things that I would not want to be associated with if I'm Apple putting out my first award season contender. Yeah. And put just having debuted my streaming service, if the son of a major character, you know, of their big movie has done something just horrific, you know, we'd like to say that. The movie's not going to be brought down because of those allegations, but let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, if, if those stories are hitting, you know, the trades, never mind the the you know the mainstream news media then it's going to be a factor. And people are, especially at the Oscars, especially during awards season, are going to back away from a movie like that. We've seen it happen before with Absolutely. Baby Driver. And, and, and you know, obviously the the guys doing wrong or the people doing wrong are in those movies. But we've seen this happen before, even with an auxiliary scandal. Yeah, and it's important to know, I mean, the the man
0: that these allegations are against... This, this Garrett Jr. man mm-hmm. is not a character in this movie. He's not portrayed in this movie. This is just literally Apple saying, you know, it has to do with his family and his right. lineage. He was consulted, I think, on the movie, the article said as well. So they're, they're just playing it safe, essentially.
1: Playing it safe. And it makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. that are happening. It's not like Ford v. Ferrari where the Christian Bale character is like, son, someday... You'll do well because I'm doing well now. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Is it. that what happened in that movie? <laughs> I'm not quoting it correctly. But if that happens in The Banker with the son yeah, character yeah, involved, fair point. you're going to be a hero someday yeah. son and you'll oh, have everybody oh look at you, right? No, it's a good point. So I don't think that's happening in that movie. So is this movie going to be tanked or hidden or, you know, shelved because of this? Again, It does depend. Yeah, and there's going to be critics either way, right? Like, people are going to say it's too PC, they're playing it too
0: safe, who cares, and blah, blah, blah. It's too volatile to to risk any... With the money going on in the streaming wars right now, Mm -hmm. you got to... Play every hand very, very close
1: to the vest. It's not like it was going to be up for fifteen Academy Awards this year. At least, not that we thought. That yeah, we thought. Yeah, that we knew. Although the trailer looked spectacular. looked spectacular. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yes, it did. We were happy about that. Next story now involves Joker, and we had like a month in a row where every story involved <laughs> Joker. So we're coming back to this yeah. again. It wins the Golden Frog at the Camera Image Film Festival. This is important because this is the the Cinematography Film Festival, uh, and Joker is going to be vying for a spot in, in that five at the Oscars. Two Popes won the second place The Painted Bird in third, but this is as excited as I've ever been for a cinematography category. We got some great work this year. We got a deep field, yeah. and Joker is building quite the resume overall, especially in this category.
0: Yeah, it's worth noting it also happened to win the Audience Award at that Camera Image Film Festival, and Wojciech, our buddy over there in Poland, we should have him as a correspondent because <laughs> this is where this film festival took place, over there in Poland. Uh, he can can prepare Six Degrees entries in between his uh, reporting. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Keep, him, keep him on that illustrious MMO payroll that we have going on here. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter article, big ups to Carolyn Giardina. I, she was all over this and she had all the information in that article that mm-hmm. we could possibly analyze mm-hmm. or want to have. It saved me because I didn't have to do any ancillary research. So mm-hmm. uh, Thank you, but also great job reporting. She pretty much sums up everything we need to know about this. Three of the past six winners of the Golden Frog here, this award, have landed nominations in the Cinematography Category Oscar Sunday, Cold War won the silver last year, Uh, Joker beat out a field this year that included also the Irishman and Ford v Ferrari, but again, all of that information is in that article, so spectacular job reporting by her, but you're right, you had the thesis for this off the top, Joker now has to be taken
1: seriously as a cinematography, Best Cinematography nominee. All right, Wojcik, you got your hands full. Giardina is awesome at her job there. But we have another story now that's probably bigger about Joker Yeah. than winning all the Golden Animal Awards. <laughs> Golden Bear, Golden Frog, Yep. Yeah. Joker is going to get a sequel, or is it? Yeah, it depends on, you know, who
0: you want to believe at any given time in this industry. So Joker 2 is, is definitely happening, unless it isn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a story that's not Weird. full of any substance. Uh, so this is another fascinating Oscars-related story. There's another, and I go, we're qu- quoting THR. THR, Hollywood Report had a great week as far as getting exclusives and getting scoops, so this is why we're quoting them. Uh, we like to spread our news around, but they, they were on fire this week. They had another exclusive that started from a Tatiana Siegel article who gave the story of not only Joker 2 getting a green light with the entire gang presumed to come back, Todd Phillips, Joaquin Phoenix, etc., but also she noted a, a pitch that Phillips went into the head of, you know, WB's executives and said, I want to do more origin stories for other DC characters. And then that didn't happen, according to
1: another article. Yeah, we have Hollywood Reporter, you know, they still have that exclusive yeah. up on their website. And then Deadline with Michael Fleming junior he Who's drops- been great. A rebuttal article, it's, it's kind of a soft rebuttal article, but it's basically one of those where it's like, I can confirm none of this, and basically my sources are saying the opposite. So I guess it is a rebuttal.
0: I mean, he goes outright to say that me, that pitch that Phillips had to WB okay. just plain didn't happen.
1: Oh, at the beginning.
0: Yeah. He, he goes in that article, he says, Todd
1: Phillips saying he wants to do more DC origin stories is untrue. So he basically Todd Phillips is telling Michael Fleming that <laughs> that, that didn't happen. And Warner Brothers is like, No, we've been talking to the film yeah. forever. We want this. Because it makes sense that I think that there the one's talking to Warner Brothers who totally wants this movie. And basically the other trait's talking to the talent here and the talent are like, all right, we didn't really have a substantive conversation. Maybe they dabbled in it, but Yeah,
0: it's it's weird who you want like how you want to take this and who you want to believe, but look and and one of the articles makes mention of this financially you're going to get a joke or two it just makes money sense Mm -hmm. and whether it's Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix or not we're going to get some kind of continuation of this storyline because it made a gajillion dollars at the box office so we're going to have another one in some way shape or form uh here's my take on this whole thing if DC and WB want to go forward with having like a dark DCEU a dark universe and a regular universe I would sign up for that in a heartbeat because the possibilities write themselves in terms of crossover appeal and all kinds of fantasy booking and and you know we could have doppelgangers we could have real versions we could have dark versions we could have this leading up to this big crossover movie event war why wouldn't DC do this, Mike? Why wouldn't they let Todd Phillips play with some of the origin of some lesser-known DC characters, see if he can find a box office, see if he can find an
1: audience, and try to build up this dark universe, for lack of a better term? So DC has a very interesting portfolio right now in the superhero world. When they've gotten it right with auteur filmmaking, yeah. whether it's Phillips or Nolan or uh, Wonder Woman. Jenkins, you know, Patty Jenkins with Wonder Woman... They've knocked that out of the park, and they've made billion-dollar properties. And they basically made trilogies off of those. Then, when they kind of half-ask the team-up thing and try to do what Marvel does, they fail, and they did fail fail miserably. So I would agree with you. I think they want to take another angle with this. They want some counter-programming to Marvel. I think Joker, being the success that it is shows you that counterprogramming to the happy fun time Disney fied Marvel Cinematic Universe that could work on people I, having gritty superheroes has worked in the past it's worked Agreed. right now now i don't think there's less of an imperative for serialization i think dc wants you know one movie to turn into five blockbuster movies whether, you know, the box office goes down a little bit for each one, who knows, they do want to come up with either a CU or a dark dark universe or something like that. How are they going to build up to that? They can't really build up to another Justice League, we don't think, because that already failed. Well, you can't at least do
0: it all to start. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have background. I mean, this is where the origin stories could come into play and they could be a reasonable... Like, if you're at a Flash movie... Mm And then you had a cyborg movie, and then like all that happened before you tried the Justice League movie where you're trying to dump exposition on all these different characters at one time. It could work, theoretically. I mean, it certainly
1: could work. We saw Marvel do it. Now, Marvel did it in a way. We we covered all this in our rewatch series there. It was like just with stinger scenes where they started to Mm -hmm. build up the Avengers as they were building up their success. Right. Were they going out on such a limb with the plot lines of their stories that it all had to connect or else? I don't think they were. I think they were just trying to, you know, make an Iron Man trilogy when they started. I think they were just trying to, you know, or just hoping that Incredible Hulk or Thor trilogy would work. I think they were kind of treading lightly at first. And we just listened to Feige on Awards Chatter again with Mr. Feinberg there talking about how... You know, Incredible Hulk didn't do well, and how it was up and down. It was touch and go at the beginning stages of the MCU. And yes, it was deliberate that they were saying Avengers. Yes, it was deliberate that they were saying Infinity Stones. But it was at a certain point. It wasn't all, you know, tangible at the beginning. It was more of a hope at the beginning. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, and I don't think it's a bad
0: place to go either. If WB wanted to entrust. Uh, mr phillips with some of those if you just want to build and like i said at the outset of this just see if you can find a box office for your lesser known origin stories if they happen to be dark and gritty and that's the tone you want to have with them but how cool would it be if you have phillips working this dark universe angle as a subset to it unto itself separate from anything dc does you have the matt reeves batman character and you're building out that franchise and then like five years down the road maybe you're 10 movies each side deep into this and we have a post-credit scene where we see a flash of a crossover, a potential crossover between the two worlds. That'd be pretty fucking cool. That's WB's dream scenario. exactly. So I I think we're we're speaking the same language. Yes, you have to get it right first before you worry about the expansive world and before you worry about what the end of the universe is going to look like. You absolutely have to start somewhere. Start with Joker two. Introduce a new bad guy. Introduce a dark version of somebody. I saw one of the articles reference maybe a Lex Luthor would be introduced there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't care. But just get it right and just see what give what you can play
1: with from there. I I agree. I think they're going to take it film to film yeah. at this stage, and I think that's what they're doing across the board. They're not cewing everything yeah. because they kind of went against that after Marvel beat their ass at it. Right. And it's not their it's not their fault necessarily. Kind of went with trends, but. They definitely had some misfires. Yes. no Definitely question. is their fault. So it's, it's going to be definitely interesting. Is their fault. I have said that. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on them from now
0: on to see exactly what the DCEU does become. We do have Birds of Prey coming out relatively soon. So that'll be probably be the next step. And then mm-hmm. Wonder Woman's after that. And then we'll see if Joker 2 ever gets the
1: ball rolling officially. They are going to connect Birds of Prey with Suicide Squad, though, I think. So I, th- I think they l- at least looked at an arc, again, building off of the original Suicide Squad squad's box office success so they kind of built yeah but then at the same time then
0: they're doing another suicide squad movie just called suicide squad right so
1: the suicide right squad. so who, who do i mean i don't you know, know yeah it's strange we got two oscar trailers and a story leading into them here the irishman won the best screenplay award at the capri film festival I can totally
0: see this. Yeah, it will be. I, this Capri Film Festival happens at the end of
1: the year. They already announced that the Irishman is going to
0: win their best original screenplay award. Probably get the, the screenwriter it, yep. in there. There. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, to Probably get the screenwriter at the film festival. Give it to him. Nice photo-op moment for them. Yeah, this is not going to be surprising if you hear the Irishman wins other screenplay awards throughout award season. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm about
1: halfway through the book right now okay. and it is sprawling. Yeah. So Zalian does a hell of a job. Good.
0: good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. You're very high on the movie overall so it's, it's going to be interesting. You have seen it already. You saw it on the big screen. I'm waiting to see it at my house and Netflix so I, I can't wait. And speaking of not being able to wait, let's go right into some Oscar trailer reviews. We had the third trailer for The Irishman. Probably our final look at it. This happens every year. I don't care what's in this. I'm Enough is enough my body is ready this trailer could have been three minutes of Robert De Niro flossing egg salad out of his dentures and I'd be just as amped
1: up for it I'm done just give me the movie well you're a week away (laughs) and if you can't wait then I I will say like I mean for to our fans out there I know you got your your back and you don't want to sit for three and a half hours even though the Wallingford Cinema's there I'm going to shout them out again because I was just really good I'm glad I, I was pleasantly surprised by how awesome their theater was Holiday Cinema's 14 there they have beautiful leather seats, yeah. so if you can hang for three and a half hours, it doesn't feel like three and a half hours. <laughs> and you can get a you know big ice cream sundae, which <clears throat> I want to go off my diet like now, and cheat with. <laughs> just drive back there and get a sundae and leave. And the the tickets were cheap. Oh wow! And All tickets right, that's were good. Cheap, cheap. The food looked great. I didn't really partake. I was just like, I don't want to go to the bathroom during this movie. I didn't. Jesus. So it's three and a half That's hours. That's I didn't move. That might move. be the most amazing part of it. I agree. I didn't move and I had no issues. Now, I looked at my watch at the end and a little bit at the beginning. So the first hour and the last hour. There are a few moments there. However... But the 14 I, in between flyby. Yeah, the 14 <laughs> in between. Like, look, I mean, this could be four episodes on Netflix. Right. Very easily. Could be a mini series on HBO or somewhere. Very easily. I mean, is it episodic enough? I don't know, but they could have figured it out i i really want this trailer to go away because i'm I'm worried that people are gonna see too much in this trailer, but then again, like this is not really a movie that you can spoil that hard because you kind of know yeah, Chimac right. Office. I
0: mean, you know the story, and yeah. there's been <laughs> feature length <laughs> movies made about this story Chimac- already, yeah, so knows. yeah, uh, my question is, you know, we just are coming off this road with the academy awards where a documentary has been defined now right mm-hmm. a documentary mm-hmm. feature cannot be an episodic type thing it has to be one shot at what point I mean, what is the length of movie going to go where we hit the failed you know go to failure like we were talking about last what is the longest a movie is going to go that we're going to actually consider it being a movie at some point because three and a half hours is asking a lot and mm-hmm. movies have mm-hmm. no problem going up against the three hour mark this year
1: in the old days the golden age of Hollywood, yeah. they had long-ass movies. Right? Yeah. Gone with the Wind, they're all long. I know, it's ridiculous. So, <laughs> the Return of the King was long. And I I don't think we've gotten there yet. I mean, if we get to a five-hour movie.
0: Oh, God, you got to cancel your plans for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you got to recover from that. I'm not against Take it. Take a day off
1: work. <laughs> I had a blast watching this movie, even though it's a slower... and it, I'm shocked, because it is a slower-paced movie. No. Mm. No. Well, that's I mean, look—it's Scorsese, so nothing you're saying is surprising, right? I mean, he's the master. And there were old, no, no, nothing but old people in front of me. They didn't move either. They huddled in there. I don't remember anybody getting up and go to the bathroom. That's—I promise you all—I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weathering with you, Mike.
0: I mean. Mike you have a lot to say about this a lot to say I was in tears watching this trailer, <laughs> trailer? this is the most the graphics my lord the song Mike yeah. the song from this trailer yeah. I have li- I'm not joking I throw I'm bombastic I throw a lot I have listened to this song honest to god 55 times in the past 24 hours. I am in love with this song. I am in love with the look of this movie. Nominate this song for best original song, you racist cowards. Even though you can't understand the words of it, you know this is a damn good song. I demand you all go and listen to it right now. It's called Grand Escape. Get on YouTube and find it. I downloaded two versions of it off iTunes already, even though iTunes doesn't exist. I have no idea where my money is going, by the way. (laughs) Uh, That's a different subject for a different time, though.
1: This movie looks phenomenal as well, does it not? I love the animation. I think I have a plot quabble. Okay. Sunshine Girl, Mm -hmm. listen to me here. The Earth needs its rain. (laughs) What the heck is this? We need rain. They said it was raining for two years straight in Tokyo. That's a lot. Oh, I didn't notice that part. (laughs) Look, this one Best Animated Feature at the Asia-Pacific Screen Awards. Parasite won Best Picture, so it is building a resume. I'm half-screwing around with you because I want this movie to be great. Yeah,
0: more seriously, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I mean, we it would be nice to have a Best Animated Feature category that's got a lot of options in it.
1: I'm seeing Frozen 2 tonight, and yeah. last year was a lot of fun. We had mm-hmm. Incredibles 2, we had Ralph Breaks the Internet, and we had Spider-Verse yep. that came out of nowhere in a way. I have loved some anime movies in my past. I have despised some. Some of the narratives. Some of the storytelling, it bothers me. It's kind of off the wall. Yep. Also, Pokemon, you know, definitely... (laughs) Never been your thing. ...ruined my brother's childhood in my eyes. (laughs) I've I've looked down at my nose at them because they watch so much Pokemon. Right. That's understandable.
0: Uh, Here's the only warning I will give, too, about this Weathering With You trailer. Mm -hmm. I saw comments... On YouTube, underneath the the video for this, that say, why are they giving away so much of the plot? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of people complaining that if you watch this, you see basically the entire movie. Oh, really? I have no I idea how know. true that is. We haven't gotten our hands on it, and I... Didn't pay particularly well, close attention to it anyway because I love the song and I wanted to listen of a to that.
1: Warning to our fans you right. know, to maybe don't exactly. watch the trailer, so, just listen to the song. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm putting that warning out there for everybody. Good. Be aware that if you do watch this, there's a chance that if you ever do go through with watching Weathering with You, uh, you will have
1: already spoiled it for yourself. You're not more of a fan of the Who's Love Rain Over Me or Love Rain On Me? As opposed to this song? As opposed to this song? It's not a better song for you? No. No. No, no, this song is happy. I know it's a different spelling. <laughs> this song is, this song, you cannot not feel good when you hear this song. I hear this movie is so sad, you are going to lose it. Oh my God, I
0: can't, I was already near tears, I'm not lying to you. This, I need this, I, no trailer. <laughs> In 2019, has made me feel the wow. way that this trailer, maybe not in the history of MMO, huh. the way this trailer has made me feel. I and I'm not an anime guy. I'm not a. I'm not a feelings guy. I'm barely a
1: guy, as it is. Right. <laughs> this got me. This got you. I I basically read your notes before watching the trailer, <laughs> yeah. so I went into it with like a hardened heart. Right. Ready to make fun to of me. Make fun of you. And I was even gonna push that last line, like the who's. Song is better. No, got you harder. <laughs> but seeing your face right now, I can't even do that. Uh, I will agree with you. The animation is gorgeous. Even the sunlight is gorgeous. I mean, those scenes. So I'm, I'm totally in for this movie. It comes out in the middle of January yeah. in the states. So maybe we can squeeze in a late-breaking Oscar sprint profile before the Oscars. Uh, hopefully, we can do that. It's just going to be me crying for a half hour. I want that <laughs> so bad. I want, I want to see that. Just like <laughs> 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 such like. <laughs> I want that so hard. I want that so much. <laughs> Can't believe you. I
0: mean, I love The Who, too. <laughs> making me choose against The Who is dirty Wow. Pool. Well, that,
1: again, that's just a higher endorsement of this movie. Yeah. So. Oh, God. All right, let's go
0: on. Let's finish up here with Making the Case. And there's kind of a special Make the Case. You went out on a limb. Uh, if you've not joined us for a Make the Case before, what that is is Mike watches... Uh,
1: Uh, auxiliary contenders fringe is the word I was looking for fringe contenders contenders,
0: things that may or may not get Oscars consideration things we have or have not talked about in depth here this happens when we have covered quite in detail Uh, you're going to make the case for or against
1: Honeyland the documentary feature for the documentary feature category I'm kind of sad by this Because I'm making the case against Honeyland. Which is surprising. I paid six full dollars for it. (laughs) Okay. And it's not six full dollars well spent. I'm surprised that I didn't like this movie. I am too, honestly. This is one of the more aggravating documentary film experiences I've ever had. And that's saying a lot because documentaries are usually vegetables. Right. And it's aggravating to eat vegetables (laughs) all the time. I am three months into a diet. I lost 20 pounds, but it is very, very aggravating. And Mike... This movie begins and it ends so beautifully, which is what I thought I was getting for the movie. I thought it was just going to be a bee lady in nature tending to her bees and I was going to go, oh. And, and again, I, we've covered this to death. That's what it looked like it was. It's been nominated and has won some cinematography awards yeah. for documentary uh, award shows. And there there was the majesty of nature and this Mother Teresa of bees <laughs> and dogs. And I loved her. And she's tending to her bees in the beginning 15 minutes, in the end 5, 10 minutes. In between oh is just all of this yelling... <laughs> This woman goes home and just screams at her sick mother. Oh no! Who's not doing what she tells her to do to take care of herself? And then there's this other family. I don't know if she's related to her to them or not. But this other family who just all yell at cows because they're farmers and they just tug cows around. They yell at cows. They have cows. And they yell at the cows, and they tug them with ropes. Give me milk! And I'm so angry at them for being so cruel to these cows. And then the wife and the husband are yelling at each other, and then the kids are yelling at each other and at the cows, and it's just nonstop yelling and screaming. My ears were bleeding at the end of this film. Why were they yelling at cows? What was the point of that? I don't know. It's one of the most audible... Nightmares of it's the biggest audible nightmare of my life. Let's just put it that way. I don't. They're yelling at the cows because the cows just want to do cow shit. <laughs> they just want. They don't, don't want to be tugged on by a rope. Yeah, that checks out with a rope. So I I just hated this movie watching experience, and I I, I did everything I could, you know, to to focus on it. I paid for it, but I I can't handle cruelty to animals. Yeah. I know they're they're dealing with the farming here, so that's my one like legitimate beef. That's a cow pun. <laughs> That's a good catch. I didn't want to gloss over that. That's a great catch. Even my subconscious, I have some Whipping in those puns, dad, jokes, dad yeah. jokes. I'm like, I hated this movie. And I, I just got to call him like I see him. I, oh, God, it drove me nuts. Is this one,
0: I'm trying to think of the way to put this. You know, not that we were heavily invested in Honeyland, but we did
1: have a good feeling in our souls about it and it's covering a it. Documentary that's nominated for Best International Film. It's is, got a chance yeah. to cross over. It's exciting. It's something I went in wanting to really
0: like. So, is this one of the more like shocking takes you've had for expectation
1: versus what you were given in the well, last? Then again, now that I, in all my sobriety, look back at okay. this, it's a movie about a bee lady. Well, sure, but you don't expect to be on edge and have your anxiety yeah, driven up. I don't know what I expect to love a movie about a bee lady. I would think would you expect no. To love I wouldn't a expect to love it,
0: it, but I would think there's a heartfelt, nice story, mm-hmm. not a let's go home and yell at. Cow I mean, story. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that, it's a let's go home and yell at cows. <laughs> right. that's what it is. Those poor cows. I'm with you. I can't take abuse to animals. I of just any kind. watched Oakja last week. I reviewed
1: it on the non cows. Yeah, that's right. There. That's right. So I was
0: extra sensitive to all this. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so your final, the Academy of Also Mike, best documentary feature. No go for Honeyland. Hell no. I'm I'm sure they're going to nominate it. I'm sure <laughs> that that category.
1: It has a resume. It could get. Yeah, nominated. that's
0: absolutely true. That's a great point. And, and that category has been our death knell. Yes. the last couple years, especially. They've been out yes, to specifically troll us, so that would not surprise me. You could be onto something <laughs> there. Uh, we obviously, as always, want to know your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. Definitely specifically about Honeyland. If you have seen it, did you pay the $6? Did you like getting yelled at for 6 bucks? Some people would pay extra. You don't know. Such, oh, no, I'm not here to kink shame. Uh, or anything else we covered here, especially the Indie Spirit nominations, we want to hear back from you. As always, you can leave us those thoughts, comments, questions, concerns with us. We are Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook. Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram. At MMM. Oscar on Twitter Mike Mike and Oscar at gmail.com .com and on Reddit we are available everywhere you hear podcasts including and especially on Apple Podcasts and if you happen to use an iPhone use Apple Podcasts or if you're listening to this now and have access to Apple Podcasts if you can go on Apple Podcasts type in Mike Mike and Oscar into the search bar you'll see the chance to click on our logo we right now are dressed up as Mr. and Mrs. Claus because tis the season after all uh, tap on that scroll down once you'll see the opportunity to leave us five stars if you can do that we would really appreciate it Michael yeah. now, now that you've calmed down from your anxiety Ridden battle about this was a high-tension episode for both of us. You were getting yelled at by cows. I felt feelings I've repressed since I was six.
1: So we, we we came out okay, right? We, we, maybe not unscathed, <laughs> but we came out okay. Uh, And look, I mean, stay with us for more Oscar race checkpoints and Mike Mike and Oscar weekly episodes. Those are our two news and variety shows. Yeah,
0: about that, it's probably a good time to mention mm-hmm. MMOW again. Probably going to be bumped to the middle of next week. Middle you probably get week. that a day or so before Thanksgiving.
1: We're scheduling a lot of interviews, yeah. and we're scheduling a lot of collaborations over the weekends. So that yeah. means we're kind of just jumbling the schedule a little bit. We're jumbling the schedule But a
0: bit. it works, too, because yeah. at some point, this show, ORC, especially in the very near future, as award season comes, is going to be your Monday show, right. and MMO Weekly is going to be your thir-
1: Wednesday or Thursday show anyway. Because we have to, because we should, Yeah, and I think it's going to work, too, in terms of programming, because we to preview the theatrical releases of next, next right. week with MMOW, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll keep those two shows up. We got... Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Frozen 2 that we're going to review eventually, we got Knives Out, and Marriage Story that we have guests slated for as well, and after that I mean, we're we're down the home stretch, at least to the movie watching, I think. Yeah,
0: a lot I mean, you know, if you've been with us for a couple years, now that you know what's coming up next, if you haven't, we have our gambling preview show coming Mm -hmm. up, our big Oscars preview, we have the category reviews coming up, where we make the case for and against every single nominee Those are a lot of fun. We have our Golden Globes preview and review shows, We we have the Indie spirit preview and we got a lot of stuff i mean last year we went i think something like 16 out of 17 days in a row with a new episode we really hit. It was eleven in, an in an a row hour, sure, too. Yes. Yeah, it was crazy. So to
1: the point where we actually gave you a fake oh <laughs> Yes, that's <laughs> true. Point, that's true. I do we remember were that. So bogged down, we we're like, I can't, I can't even look at you anymore. We have to do some shtick. If we don't do some shtick, we're gonna kill each other. <laughs> yes. So
0: we we get into it. It's it's our time of year, and we will uh, we'll come out the other side, probably hating you and everyone else. But until then, yes. you'll get some good content from and us. And the wisdom today is go listen to that
1: song because I agree with you. It's a great song. Oh, What's it called again, listen. Mike? that song that song is called
0: of course Grand Escape I want to get the name of the band too if I can find it Uh, Radwimps R-A-D-W-I-M-P-S okay they're my new favorite band
1: favorite bands from somebody who is just caught in time in the 2004
0: it's the first current song I've heard in probably a decade <laughs> and a half uh, guys as always we are Mike Mike and Oscar trying to make award season year round without the stuffiness when reality sucks you can come watch movies and listen to Rad with us mm-hmm. we will see you very soon see ya.